Hello, friends! Welcome to the Coolest Filmmakers Podcast, the show by amateurs for amateurs, spreading the good word of stumbling, bumbling, making mistakes, and not knowing what you're doing until you're suddenly doing it right. Thank you so much for coming back and watching uh, on YouTube, because that's awesome. We're happy that we have this up on YouTube, finally. Uh, you will, if you're watching, you're watching on our brand new YouTube channel, Potluck Pictures. Thank you. Please subscribe. Also, if you're listening, you should watch. Um... Because my voice is amazing, but Monica looks amazing, <laughs> and we can see her. I'll just, I'll just mouth. The, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, hey, hey, uh, awesome. We're happy to be here. Um, I, of course, am your host, uh, Weston Cross, and I am here with... Matthew Seamers. Monica Moore-Smith. Yay! Uh, we're just going to jump into it. Uh, Monica, I am so excited that you're here. Uh, you you are a very busy individual. We were just talking about that. <laughs> yeah. You do so much. I wish I I could manage to get myself to keep up with doing like half as oh, much as geez. you seem to be doing lately. Thank you. Um, yeah. Um, I, one of the main things I want to talk about um, is is your music videos. Yeah. Uh, you've been doing those on a monthly basis. Or, yeah. yeah? Monthly okay, that's what I thought. About well. But lately, it's kind of been more than that, because I think, like, last month and the month before, I had, like, three come out, and then this month might be a little more. Okay. So, so now that school's out, things can kind of pick yeah, up a little in, bit of a During the summer, you got, got, some, got a little bit more free time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know I've been working a lot more during the summer now, and the classes are done. Nice. Um, yeah, but no, you know, they're, they're great. Uh, I've, I've watched uh, them here and there as they've been coming out, and then this morning, I went and rewatched everything. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've watched that many music videos in one in single one go in well, that's, quite that's a while. Well, that's a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I know it's your job, but... <laughs> um, I guess I just want to ask, like, uh, what what made you decide to go ahead and, you know, start, start doing, doing that? Yeah. Um, well, part of it, like, I've always had this motto as a performer, as an artist, um, to always be creating something. Because I think a lot of people... Um, you know, get into this industry and they kind of just like wait and they're kind of like, okay, so hopefully like someone will just pick me up out of nowhere and like something magic will happen and one day that's going to just happen to me. And um, I, I feel like if you want something to happen, you make it happen. And for me, um, you know, I think you should always be creating and I don't think that everyone needs to make a music video on that scale, but um, I've been, you know, in the position and fortunate enough to work enough that I'm able to produce these and so um, I thought it'd be good for me to, you know, A, get experience on the other side of the camera and be able to concept and direct, which is something I've always been interested in. So now it's like my chance to, uh, you know, get more respect for the people on the other side and how many hats they have to wear. So I definitely like now like pre-production and like locations and wardrobe and having to do mm, all that. Like, absolutely. like I've been so lucky to have people to help me, but you know, having to go between all these different hats, I have a greater appreciation for filmmaking. Um, another thing was it's advertising for myself as an actor, to be honest. Um, it's a way to, you know, I can put myself out there. I can, uh, I don't have to wait for someone else to cast me in something. If I, if, I, if there's a certain role I want to portray or... Um, you can do it you know, yourself. I can do it myself, yeah. And I can just put it out there and I can perfect it in the way I want. Um, so again, it's like, it, it gives me creative freedom. Um, also, I love singing and dancing. 
And that's something, like, I started before I started acting. Acting was not something that was, like, my inherent skill at all. I was not really good at it when I started. And um, singing was, like, my first thing. So to kind of go back to my roots and kind of get to use that medium to um, express myself was another thing that I've been wanting to do. So to kind of put that out there, too, that it's, like, that, that was kind of where it came from, not just the acting. But, yeah, that's kind of kind of what started it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That was a long answer. No, no, no. no. That's, yeah. that's, that's what we're looking for. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, there's many reasons. Yeah, that's but, that's um, your story. Yeah. That's kind of what initiated it. For yeah. Sure. It's laughable. Yeah. I, you're, you're saying Nancy. I, I did notice like at least like half the videos you're dancing, usually yeah. ballroom dancing. I uh, know, yeah. which is funny because that's actually the dance style I have the least amount of training in. Really? Yeah. I took like in like junior high before I was really even into all this stuff. I like took a ballroom class for like a term. And, like, my teacher hated all of us, so, like, we didn't dance half the time. So, like, I don't, it's, I don't know why that ended up happening. But I think it's easiest just because, like, you know, it's easier to have two people in a dance and make it a story than just have myself. So I think that's why. I I love partner connection. Um, I'm a big person on, like, acting connection between people and listening, responding. So I think for me, like, that brings the fastest, like, connection and audience all right delightful delightful um man do you, do you have any questions i feel like i've been oh yeah things. um <laughs> yeah. i'd like to know more about the behind the scenes producing aspect scenes. of that's okay. um, because you I are you Absolutely. are very much a performer yes um you're very much in front of the camera type person mm-hmm. Where you know Wes and I were behind the camera, this, that makes sense. Yeah, this, 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 this is like, the like only time ends. that we're in front of a camera is this. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so what what was the transition like? But that's so I have a two part question. What was the transition yes. like going from more of a performer to a producer? Uh-huh. And second, how do you produce these things? Um, okay. Where do you get your money from? How you how do you get crew? Mm-hmm. Um, do you produce on your own, or do you get somebody to produce with you? Do you just direct, or do you have directors come in? Any of those type of things. Yeah. So, so sorry, the first one again was the what transition. Was, what was the transition? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the transition, um, it was, I mean, it's still a huge learning process because I'm kind of just like, you know, I mean, you, you try and learn things from the internet and from, like, other filmmakers, and Facebook groups have been really helpful to me and, like, asking questions. Um, and I've just had a lot of friends who've been really nice and have, you know, answered my questions. And my, like, first music video, I actually did a collaboration with another YouTuber. And they had done a lot of music videos before. They had mm-hmm. a bit of a following. And uh, they kind of, like, kind of showed me the ropes a bit. And this was actually Piano Gal. Um, shout out. And um, so they kind of helped me show the ropes. And, you know, when I, when I first was trying to, like, you know, we, this was a collab, but they kind of headed it a little bit on more than I did um, initially. And it was like there were so many aspects that I didn't like even think that came into play. It was like we have to get location. Then, oh, my gosh, we didn't bring a broom because there's dust everywhere or this shot isn't going to work because it's you're not a camera person. It's too complicated or you have to cast this and then you got to get crafty and like terrible when somebody gets crafty yeah Yeah, there's there's so many things (laughs) and you have to take in you know to consideration the kind of coloring you want or like do you want slow-mo or i mean there's so many things so the first one was kind of overwhelming so i definitely think it's good to i'm like someone who's kind of independent and likes to 
be able to do things on my own. But this was kind of like a humbling moment where I had to, you know, you've got, you have to accept help and there's always going to be people to help. Um, and so I think that was a really good humbling experience of how hard it is and that it's not easy. Um, so there was like a lot of new things. It was a little overwhelming at first. Uh, I would also say it's hard going back and forth between being in the scene because, you know, I, I'm still in all my music videos. I do. Mm. I can't just stay behind the camera. So it's hard to, you know, sit down, do my scene and then be looking at the shot. So looking at it from a director's perspective, but then also being able to instantly put myself in the mind of the character of the shot and not to be um, thinking too much about everything else that's going on when I'm acting. So that is definitely something I'm still not perfect on. Um, and something I'm trying to learn to go back and forth between the hats um, because typically when I'm on set I can just kind of you know do my own thing and you know you kind of get babied on set almost because it's like people are handing you water and they're like don't do anything just like we'll give you 10 minutes to like get into acting mode which I don't believe in doing so but like I, I don't believe in diva mentality but you kind of are babied on set and so to go in a position where it's like I'm having to take care of everyone else but also still find my space in my acting was it's, it's still something I'm learning to do um, and learning to direct as well, especially other actors, because every every actor is different and everyone's unique and trying to find out a way to help them because um, everyone's language is different. And you can't just say you can say one thing to one person that will work and then the next person it's not. Um, okay. So learning to be patient as well. That's hard. I mean, I mean, there's like so many different aspects, but it's very, I think just a lot of appreciation for sure, I think is the biggest thing just because it's a lot. Okay. Um, but that's, does that kind of answer the question? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it does. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, second half. Right. Yeah. So, how I go about yeah, how's the, how do, how's the producing side of things? Do so, it's, it's different depending on every project. Um, so, certain projects I'm going to want to, like, make cost-wise pretty low because, you know, I, I know it's a video that's not going to be as popular. So, like, as far as you know, revenue off, I'm not going to make as much, but it's more of a passion project. For, so, for those, I try and keep costs fairly low. And a lot of times, like, those will be um, – Sometimes I'll be able to, you know, do a favor for someone kind of as a trade. Right. Um, so that's sometimes nice. But ones that I spend more on, I can either get a sponsorship or collaborations are always good because you can split the cost. Um, but luckily, I, I, I'm able to try and keep things fairly affordable. And I've been fortunate enough to work enough that I'm able to uh, produce these. Um so right now, anyways, <laughs> we'll see. But um, yeah, so certain projects that I know have a more viral potential, you know, views and ad revenue, you can spend more on. But other ones I'll try and keep cheap. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of I this is more right now something that I'm kind of in the learning process of as far as producing goes. And then what my job is right now is the acting and that kind of funds that. Um, but I'm hoping to get to the point um, where I can figure out how to make both of those, you know, uh, a full-time job. Um, so right now, acting is my main thing, and that kind of fuels that. But um, as I'm learning more about, you know, sponsorships, which are very helpful, those can, you know, cover the costs. And so you just have to input a product into your videos um, or, you know, locations and just 
you know, put their links, um, you know, tag them in the posts. That's that's always helpful. But um, right now, that's kind of that process. But collabs are always good because you can split and you'll just do, you know, cross posting on Facebook so that the views go to one place, but it looks like you're independently posting the video. So there's different ways to go about it. So if you, you know, if you're doing a collab with, you know, three people or something, that can make it fairly inexpensive because you're all splitting up. So collabs are always good. Um, but yeah, does that, does that kind of yeah. answer mm -hmm. that? Yeah. That's kind of right now. But uh, I'm hoping um, as I've been learning more and more about this to have it be its own. I've been kind of looking at it from more of an entrepreneurial standpoint. Yeah. Um, because I think, uh, you know, I've always just seen like, oh, media is, you know, it's like Instagram, whatever, that's cool. But I mean, really nowadays it's, it's a business. It's a full-fledged business. Mm -hmm. So um, I've actually taken an entrepreneurship class and as I've gotten more to that and kind of the analytics of YouTube and Instagram, um, just, you know, social media on itself has become its own job. Um, so that's, that's been really nice yeah. too. Yeah, there's been people whose entire career has been based around yep. social media. So mm -hmm. with any business, you cannot, yeah, ignore that. You can't that. overlook that's a huge that, no. Aspect. That's something that we've... We're kind of bumping into right now with her. Yeah. We're trying to get our YouTube channel going, trying to figure yeah, out I mean, stuff out. And you're killing it because you're, you. <laughs> you're producing these things and you're doing really well. Um, as somebody who doesn't have a background in producing, no, <laughs> you're doing great because yeah, it is I mean, if you're getting remarkable. sponsors and things like that, that's that's what producers do, mm -hmm. and I, a lot I, of I, producers don't know how to do that around here. Yeah, no, I, I'm a producer. I personally, maybe Matt does. I have no idea. How to drag a, a, a produce uh, oh <laughs> right. um, sponsor sponsorship from a company or something? Right? No, yeah, Instagram it's, is always helpful. Uh, let me yeah. tell you that. <laughs> it honestly, like with with Instagram now, I you know I used to like I was not on social media before the acting at all because I was just not into that and I didn't want to post pictures of my food. But once I got into acting, everyone's kind of like, you need to get on there, you need to get on there. And now I've seen like the benefits of it. And I've actually grown to you know see the fun parts of it, but um. A lot of it, you know, once you put yourself out there and you kind of show people what you can do and they can just easily access you, a lot, a lot of the work just comes to you, um, which has been really nice. Um, you know, not just from a producing standpoint, but from an acting standpoint, you don't have to do as many auditions, <laughs> which I love auditions, um, but it's nice to just um, have a constant flow of work that's, you know, you don't have to guess. It's not a guessing game as much because you can just book things, so... It's, it's nice for producing and acting as well. So I'm really grateful for social media. I, suppose, I mean, I'm looking at people back then who were in the acting business, and it's like you had to know the right people. Like, how, how you can't, like, you couldn't Google back then, like, how to get an agent. And you know what I mean? So you were kind of stuck on your own. But I love media because it's like I can take the power back in my own hands, and I'm not dependent on an agency. Though I do have an agency, but I'm not dependent on them to get the work for me you know i can do i can make my own stuff and i can just put on youtube and right. yeah, get a free account it's been very it's, empowering yeah it's all word of mouth but mm -hmm. nowadays you can you know word of mouth can come from you now yes. so which is yeah. nice yeah so you yeah. can interpret yourself how you want to yeah, there's i mean there's no real middleman between you and everybody anybody who wants to get mm -hmm. you know see what you're doing yeah. And if you want to talk to them, Instagram. I guess yeah, technically Instagram. Instagram is a middleman, but um, yeah, it's you, you don't have to. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I've been hiccups all day today. What is with this? My bad. You keep no, going. No, it's cool. Uh, yeah, just saying. Yeah, you you don't have to wor concern yourself with whether or not someone's going to talk you up. 
because you can yeah. talk yourself up. Yeah, you, you can, can. You can show all the amazing stuff mm-hmm. you can do yourself. Exactly. That's what I love. So, and being someone who's like, from a young age in my family, we taught independence. And it's like, once you turn eight, that's like, you start paying for everything. So, like, I... I um, wanted to, you know, when I was in high school or junior high, like, getting into performing, I was taking all these really expensive classes, and, like, I wasn't old enough to have a job yet, so, like, I I ended up, like, all throughout high school, I was a, a janitor and a secretary and a teacher and selling concessions, oh my like, to pay for all these classes, um, so I definitely, like, I love having social media because I've always had that independent kind of mentality and be able to like take charge on my own has been great wow yeah awesome janitor i i don't know i think work work is work so whatever your job is i don't i don't think it's a bad thing i clean toilets yeah but i don't have to anymore <laughs> unless i'm acting yeah i think it was ashton kutcher that said basically you know people are embarrassed for having certain types mm-hmm. of jobs and things like that and he said well when he was growing up people we're embarrassed just not having a job. He yeah. says, you know, get yeah. a get a job. Work is work. It doesn't yeah. really matter what you're doing, yeah. as long as you're doing something. Yeah, if you're if mm-hmm. you're working and if you're working hard, I think that's the most honorable thing. It doesn't matter, you know, what it looks like to other yeah. people. Especially in the film industry, I've noticed that your work ethic goes way far in this industry, almost more than your skill level does. It's very true. So you can be pretty unskilled, but be hired because people know that you work really hard mm-hmm. and can figure things out, and opposed to somebody that is lazy but is really skilled. You know, there's yeah. that, always that balance. I mean, both can the, get work. Yeah, there but is a balance. But there, actually, my favorite quote, I don't know who it's by, but it says, um, hard work works when your talent doesn't. And so I have... There have been so many cases I've seen in like acting classes or vocal classes where you will have someone who's starting here and maybe someone else who's starting here, but this person works their butt off and then this is what ends up happening and they end up going way further, whereas the talented person can sometimes take it for granted and then they don't grow and they're just kind of a fallback. So hard work for sure gets you further. Yeah, I played tennis in high school, and I noticed that too. That I always got better playing against people that were better than me. Yeah. Than playing yeah. people that were basically my same skill level. Yeah. Or below my skill level, you know. I think so. everything's kind of like a workout. Like unless you're really stretching yourself and it's uncomfortable and it's hard, then you're not growing. And I kind of believe like if you're not growing, you're pretty much falling back. You're losing the muscle. So um, I think it's always a, a good thing is if you're uncomfortable. Like, that's typically a good thing. It typically means you're growing, you're going somewhere. So always pushing yourself. It's a good work ethic to have. So I want to know, where, how do you pick the songs you want to work on? Oh, good question. Ooh, ooh, okay. So it's a mix between, I mean, so if it's a collaboration, it's got to be like a lot of it comes into plays where, uh, okay, how, how can we find a song that fits well for both of us, both uh, vocally and our audiences? Um, so when it's a collab, it's a little more different and there's some more compromise that goes into that. And it's really just finding something that you both like that sounds good with both of your voices, which sometimes is tricky to do. Um, but like with myself, when I'm doing one on my own, um, some of them are just like, I hear a song and I really like it. And then I'm the kind of person that always like, whenever I hear a song, it's like music video starts coming to mind. Even before I was in film at all, 
it was so funny because I, you know, I was a karate, you know, I was a karate kid sports tomboy that didn't consider film at all growing up, but I always had like a vision for it. And um, as I've gotten older, I've realized like, oh, this is something I could do because just when I hear a song, it's just like instantly starts coming to mind. And so there's sometimes I hear a song and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have this vision and I, I've just got to do it. And I just kind of go on gutting instinct with that but there's other songs that I'll choose that are kind of more um like based on like a song that's you know popular right now or like from a movie like it did La La Land um when that was popular and you know those are the ones that I like put more time and effort into because they'll do better typically just because people are they're searchable yeah, anything is La La Land yeah, on yeah people to yeah and I, I actually had um the official La La Land Facebook page and their website share my video which was awesome um so yeah stuff like that so i try and do a mix of um songs that are popular and then ones that are more just like passion ones that i just want to do even though people won't be searching for them but i i just want to do it and i you know i find fun in both of them obviously but if i'm doing something popular i try and make it different enough that it's not just like oh here's just a cover of a song you've heard a million times but like here's a jazz cover or you know here's something different or a different take on it um so that's kind of how I typically choose them is kind of finding that balance. But then with collabs, it's more of a collaboration. You kind of decide together. Or if I'm working with someone who has a specific cause, like I just worked with um, this other YouTuber named Nadia and Yahosh. And Nadia specifically does music videos for causes. And so that was more, okay, we have a specific cause we have, which was suicide prevention. Was that the stay video, right? Yeah, Yeah. the stay video. uh, We collaborated with Stay Where. They sponsored us. And then um, we actually also chose a song, Million Reasons, that was popular to try and kind of create this viral thing. It's actually got like over 400K views on Facebook now. So it's doing pretty well. Nice. Um, Yeah, and so that was kind of like, okay, how can we find a song that fits the story, that fits the purpose, and that's, you know, helpful, especially on something that's really touchy. So sometimes those are a little more tricky. Um, so depending on the project, it's all different, but it's it's fun. I love it though. Yeah, answer nice. it. Yeah, yeah, that works. Um, saying I guess it's not as in depth. Like um, when you're doing collabs. Yeah. Uh, I guess this is just out of curiosity because I still haven't done too terribly much on YouTube. Yeah. Like, what do you? How do the rights work with the video? Like, who who gets it on on their channel, or do you? Are you able to each have it on your channels? How does that that's, work? That's depending on who pays for it, essentially. Ah, mm, so okay. depending on how you split up the cost, <laughs> like with um, uh, with the Stay one, that was, uh, like, well, that was, you know, a trio collaboration plus sponsorships, but that was kind of Nadia's video. So with the way we split up with the payments, um, Yehosh and I couldn't post on our YouTube page till later with the video so she got to post it first oh okay. so de- you know it, it depends so sometimes you don't post on your page at all sometimes it's just a matter of time or you have to post a different edit you kind of have to decide and agree upon okay. that and with you know how you're splitting the cost you know how even is it or like if someone wants to own it the most or if someone just wants to do it all themselves and just have you on it like featured you because mm-hmm. i've had some where it was just me but i just brought someone on to feature them because mm-hmm. they don't have you know experience in that um so it, it really just depends on where the money goes, okay. kind of, All typically. Right. But, I mean, other people might do it differently. Okay. No, that, that's that's interesting. Okay. Just just quick, funny story. Yeah. Because you were <laughs> – I was a little bit confused for a second. Uh, when you were talking about the um, uh, the Million Reasons video, that mm-hmm. one, 
um, because when I was watching it this morning, uh, I saw that on your page as uh, like 960 views. Um, and I guess that's because you you brought it in later because you just said yeah. 400k. I was like, yeah. it definitely didn't have 400k. Yeah, no, yeah. I was like, we oh, but oh, okay, because it was originally was on uh, another channel and then mm-hmm. came over yours. Okay, yeah, that's why. All right, because because at first because when I first saw it, I was sad because I was like, this is like the best message, yeah. <laughs> the best thing behind it. I know, it. you're like, what's and, happening? And, and, and I, Put all this effort and I, into this. And I thought it like, I had probably had the greatest production value so far of, uh-huh. of, of your videos. I was like, why isn't everybody like watches and they watch, yeah. the, you know, the, the Christmas one that's super seasonal has more views than this. Why? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but okay, I see. That's why. That's why. So it's, All it's, the confusion it's, gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, and, and when we posted hers, two million reasons was a more popular song and she was the original and post it. So obviously, that's yes depending on who split up the cost so you post it later so it's not going to be as as popular yes okay okay yeah. Just, now, are you calm? Are you yeah, okay? No, no, are I you understand. Because when I was actually tell, talking to Matt about it earlier, I was like, I was, I was complaining to him. Just I was stressed like, about it. Why isn't this video more popular? <laughs> yeah, okay, that's turns right. out it's very popular. And yeah. Just in any way. I think your host um, actually posted a different edit, but I haven't watched it yet, so I have to go. Okay. You have to see on his channel too, because I, I just posted the same one because I like the edit, but I think he posted a different one. So okay, I mean everyone's different, but that's how we did it. Cool, yeah. cool. As a director. Yeah. What are your inspirations? Mm. Like on a short or on narrative films, we always come up with a script mm-hmm. and then we come up with research materials that are similar to or have the same feel or you pull a movie yeah. and say, hey, watch this because I want the camera work to be similar. Yeah, yeah. How do you, what do you do for music videos? I think everyone's kind of different. There's some music videos where like I'll find a song and like, the, well, there's, yeah, it typically, like, with music videos, like, I'll pick stuff that I, like, hear, and then I've already got a vision, but with some of them, like, the recent one I did, Such Great Heights, with my sister, um, that one, I, we, we actually were just, we were just doing a jam session, and then we played the song on the ukulele, which is originally, like, a techno kind of sounding song, and we thought, oh my gosh, this is really, really cute, um, and I asked her if she'd do a collaboration with me, and so we got the song figured out first, and I was like, uh, <laughs> this was when I was kind of stumped on what to do with the music video. So I think when it comes to those where it doesn't just come to me naturally, um, it's more like sitting down and kind of, okay, looking to the song for inspiration. So for this one, I was kind of looking at it, and I kind of wanted this one to be um, not like crazy storytelling in your face, just because um, we were kind of on a time crunch, so I needed something that I, I didn't want just like a park and bark singing music video that everyone does. So I kind of looked through the lyrics and tried to find some ways that I could take some of the lyrics and um, use those symbolically in the video. So in the song, um, it talks about mirrors and reflection. So I kind of used that throughout the video um, to, to kind of be a symbolic representation of like, um, you know, you, when you're alone and having, you know, like your significant other gone, but you can kind of like the mirror of a, what's it called in Harry Potter where Harry uh, sees his mi- parents? Mis- uh, mirror of a rise or something? Desire is spelled backwards. Was it Ar- um, so, or something? Yeah, something like that, kind of as a representation, yeah. but um, I had, I just took some of the couple of lyrics and imprinted um, little things that maybe not other people would catch, but like subconsciously would get in the video. 
with other ones um some of it's you know how i'm feeling at the time just kind of like i need to release as you know like a like a certain thing or just um well and like with this one with uh such great heights i had my real boyfriend in there so and my sister's real husband so that was kind of like you know a way for us to dedicate a song to them so that came from a very organic natural place of just a song that i connected to and um for me that was just putting my real life moments onto film so that one was very much just organic but i think all of them you know just in like in my acting i have to try and root it in myself even though i might have a character that's like um there's a character for a film that i'm going to be playing who has been pregnant and i've never been pregnant but you know i have to look at the emotion she's feeling and i go okay you know she's feeling scared i felt that in a different way but i have felt that same emotion that's how we relate um so i try and go look at through my songs and see even if the song doesn't specifically fit my situation i try and see how um i relate to it and then come up with a story from there but like as far as like visually like pinterest maybe that's like just a girl thing but it's super, super helpful. I can just like input like blue lights or something because in my head for this next video I'm doing, I just kept seeing lights and like blue tones. I don't know why. So I just look up on Pinterest and there's, you know, a lot of great photography stuff out there. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that that kind of feel is what I'm going for. Um, and, you know, sometimes I'll see something that inspires me. There's not like a lot of. um like music videos per se, or like films that I see and I'm like, I want to do something like this. Um, typically, I think there was one video I had that was kind of inspired by that, but I feel like I typically go off the lyrics or just a story I've wanted to tell um, or just, you know, like just a way for me to kind of like secretly input my emotions through a song. But, you know, for other people, they may watch the video and be like, I don't know what that has to do with you, but it's a way for me to be vulnerable without other people knowing if it makes sense. So typically it kind of comes from, I don't know. I get, I just get like, I, I don't know. I think just when I hear music, it's something that I've grown up with. And so I just kind of in my head kind of get what I want. Or, um, if there's like a specific message that I want it with this next video, well, one of the next videos I'm doing, um, has a message that's very important to me that I want to get out in my own way. So sometimes it's just a matter of how do I portray this message? How can I do that? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's different on everyone, but it sounds very weird. It's like I'm getting visions, but like I don't know. I think that's all artists. It's like no, it's yeah. gotta come from you, and yeah. you can be inspired by things. And but there's gonna be times that it's like I'm gonna be like okay. There, there's this one music video. I like had it all blocked out except for the ending, and I was just like stumped for like a week. And I'm like, okay, I've got to get this out. But I, literally everything I've sketched out, I, I storyboard out my stuff. And I'm like, this is all crap. <laughs> I cannot figure this out. And you just basically have to just like write it out, write it out. This is a possibility. This is a possibility. And you have to allow yourself to fail a billion times before you get something you're gonna really love. And that's with every video. There's always stuff I'm like, oh, that's crap. I got to scratch that. Or, oh, my gosh, I thought this was a good idea. And now that I'm watching the footage, we're going to have to change this edit because I, t I always go in with an edit in mind with 
everything. I don't just like, oh, just film stuff. You know, I'm very, uh, in, <laughs> in the process, I'm yeah, very heavily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I go into edit of mine and I've got the shots I need to take. Mm. And um, sometimes, like with this last one, I was like, the, the edit that I had in mind wasn't quite working, you know, and sometimes stuff doesn't come to fruition, but you still just got to gotta work with what you got and allow yourself to fail. And it's really just like a guessing game, I feel like, sometimes. And oh, yeah. yeah. You just have to follow your impulses, and sometimes stuff lands, sometimes it doesn't. So sometimes it's hard to get a vision out there, but really you've just got to figure out, I think, um, a, a big thing for me, too, is being a Mormon in this industry and kind of figuring out what my place is with that um, and everyone is different and you can't really base yourself off what other people do but I have I think first figuring out your purpose helps you a lot decide what kind of content you want to create and what kind of videos you want to do and that helps you figure out this is the kind of story I want to tell so now that I've got that base I just kind of go off of that and allow myself to fail and then um, hope that things land and sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But that's, I guess that's the fun part. Yeah, I agree. yeah it's, it's hard being a filmmaker because there's no guarantee. Nope. <laughs> Not at all. And you can have 100 projects under your belt and mm -hmm. still there's no guarantee. They can all suck. <laughs> um, yeah, that's one thing. Well, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so I always go back to George Lucas. Here we go. Oh, Here we go. <laughs> no, but one thing about him that I always found interesting, every single behind-the-scenes documentary you see of him, He's always saying something like, well, we're trying this. We'll mm -hmm. see if it works. Mm -hmm. And he, I mean, always. And he's always had that attitude since day one. And we always make him out to be such some of this controlling monster. But he yeah. really, you know, he knew it from the very beginning. He made, awesome. you know, he made, he made millions of dollars off of American Graffiti and then made 10 cents off of the sequel, you mm -hmm. know. That's true. And it's you just never know. And it's always so scary because I just directed a, a film mm -hmm. a week ago and, uh, Everyone keeps asking me, like, oh, how'd it go? And I said, well, I was really happy with everything mm -hmm. we got. Let's see if it comes together yeah. in the editing. <laughs> Let's see you know, when we release it. What, like, people yeah. say, yeah. am I going to get torn we'll apart? We'll see if it, it actually comes together. Yeah, but, it's true. You yeah. can feel, and there's some projects I've, like, felt really good about, like, on set, and then you can see it later, and you're like, it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be, or feel crappy about it, and then you watch it later, and you're like, oh, that was pretty good. Yeah. Okay, you know, you never know. And there's always that moment watching through your footage too we're like what <gasps> have i done yeah what was i thinking <laughs> like oh I did, I did not get anything i wanted like like yeah even I mean, if it like, does come together later but there's always that moment where you're just like oh my goodness what yeah what did we Jesus put moment, like, yeah what did we put on film just now why did i just that or that color yeah why did i have that close-up so of that watch and that one shot and, well, and forget about how it was going to be stolen in that other scene. We didn't oh, have no. a close-up of it. Uh, oh. Anyway. Oh, anyway. Why did I have 20 anyway. takes of this, but not this one important thing? We had a, yeah. we had a continuity issue on my movie. Oh, oh I've had on day On day two, no. we realized that we had shot stuff that was later that was – and yeah, it was a little watch. Oh. The character's watch gets stolen, and it ended up being a huge deal. Because we had to rewrite it in, at lunch because no. we had shot scenes and his, his, watch, watch, his watch was still there. Stolen. Yeah. And so oh. we're like, well, he has to keep his watch. And then, <laughs> then I realized that <laughs> it, it was, it, it was uh, this moment was a nice little payoff to an earlier gag in the script. But then it was also a nice little moment where the character's emotion mm. ramped up a lot. 
Okay. And it, it, but it was over something really simple and silly. But that little simple, silly thing ended up being really hard to replace because I had to find something else that would ramp up these emotions in uh-huh. the same way in that moment. Yeah. And so we thought about it for a really long time, and we, we'll see how that we'll works. We'll see how it works out. That's, that's another yeah. thing, too. You always have to be on your toes and willing to – like, if you're running out of time, it's like, okay, we have to get this many shots done, and the sun's about to go down, oh, and I can't sun. afford to pay everyone another day, so you're yep. like, well, we're going to just cut these down and hope it works, Yeah. and you never know. But sometimes, I feel like sometimes the best things come out of, like, the the pr- most pressured situations right. or the, the hardest things sometimes, you find the gems. Yeah, like, I, I will say, I think one of the coolest shots, at least that I've seen, was, you know, how you modify the looter shot. I mean, a lot of, like, that action oh, yeah. stuff, that was semi-spur of the moment. Barrett just kind of popping in, coordinating that. The yeah, the scene where this watch gets stolen, we basically rewrote also. We, well, we didn't have a location for it when I was doing my shot <laughs> list. So I said, well, let's, let's, just, uh, let's just make it a one-shot, and we'll block it on the day and mm-hmm. whatnot. So we really didn't have anything really planned for it. But some of the action had to change because of the watch also and so i had no idea what we were going to do we were shooting this day three and asked barrett our second he was our second ad and said hey do you want to just figure something out down here and he choreographed this cool little scene with all the looters and the main character and uh i think it's gonna be it's probably one of the best yeah it's in the movie (laughs) (laughs) looks good yeah so hopefully happy yeah yeah sometimes you just need to pull it through well, uh, let us uh, uh, go towards uh, my personal favorite part of the podcast, uh, especially considering um, Matt asked all the coolest questions. Yeah, <laughs> you um, took them all. Thief. <laughs> uh, uh, the awkward stories uh, oh, segment. Uh, so did many. you happen to be thinking and bring us an awkward story that you would like to share? Oh, and you. and we're. <laughs> This is a no judgment zone. Everybody okay. knows this is a no judgment sure? zone. It's on the internet, so it is for forever. But, but no we judgment. all understand. <laughs> no, no judgment. judgment. Are judge me. No, Never. of course. The internet's oh, the most understanding not. place on in the world. Yes, safe, safe space. Um, <laughs> we're going to start a really, really big safe space. <laughs> Feel very coddled. Um, well, like when I, I've kind of told a lot. With this was not with my music video, but this was on Saturday's Warrior, oh, and this perfect. was like, you know, lead in like the biggest film I had done, and this was the first. Oh my gosh, this was the first day of shooting. I'm like terrified, and um, I'm shooting these scenes with the the lead actor Mason D. Davis. We're love interests, and we're like out in this beautiful location in the mountains, and we're doing these scenes where we're holding hands or having a picnic, right? Like, innocent, cute stuff. And then, like, the director takes us out to this massive field and, like, puts us in the middle. And you've got, like, all of the crew 20 feet away all watching us and a drone and all these cameras. And you've got Video Village and, like, every everyone, like, all, like, the makeup ladies decided to come out and watch for some reason. <laughs> and um, in the script, it says that we're holding hands at this point and looking into each other's eyes. I'm like, okay, easy. And the director, Michael Buster, love him to death, comes out and he's like, so um, we're going to have you like kiss in this one. But like kiss, kiss, not just like a peck, but like kiss. And I just like, I go beat red. <laughs> and, I'm just, and, and Mason's like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then I'm just like, I'm just sitting there. I like, don't say anything. He's like, is that cool? I'm like, yeah, no, that's, that's fine. 
I've just never kissed anyone before. And he's like, oh, okay. Awkward, main ingenue actress has never kissed anyone. So I'm like, I can do, I mean, I don't know if I can do it. I'm going to try it, but I don't know how that works. So uh, I don't know if it'll look any good, but I'll do it. But it wasn't in the script, so it wasn't my fault. <laughs> I didn't have time to practice. But um, so so he was like, well, okay, you don't have to do it. But I was like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. You know, I'm, I'm going to do it. And um, he was like, okay, but we'll, we'll do the, you know, handhold ones first. And we'll just, like, try one take of the kiss. It won't be a big deal. So, you know, do some of the handhold one first. And then, you know, when you're ready, do the kiss one. And so he goes out. So... Um, you know, he calls action. We've got this drone flying overhead. So I'm holding hands, thinking we're going to do the, the hand-holding shot first, so nothing crazy. And then Mason just goes in for the kiss. So, so uh, <laughs> first kiss, like, first shot right away, first day on set of a big movie set being a lead. I've got this drone going, ooh, above my head. I'm like, oh, gosh. Most of my face is beat red. I'm just like, I don't know how this works or what I'm doing. But I think it turned out okay. Did they use that take? <laughs> they did. Uh, well, I don't know if they used the first. Well, then they were. Then they totally scratched the handhold thing. So oh, we so just, like, just we just, just like kiss. made out for eight takes. So I was like, cool. I felt, I feel like such an idiot. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh. But uh, but they. I don't know which take they used. But it looked good. I think. Oh, great. Having so, your first kiss. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on, I, on, I guess on. it was probably more epic than most people's first kiss. So yeah. I guess I uh, yes. My, oh, man, my first kiss story was... Mm, oh. Mm, drone. That's uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mine was just kind of like, kiss her, and then I kind of like ran off. That's what I hear. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Dang it. <laughs> my, oh, okay. I might as well, so I can... I, 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 I've been holding. I've been holding back on sharing any of my kissing stories. I've heard oh, terrible I'm kissing stories. Um, but I guess I might as well. Not film related, of course, but that's okay. They don't have to be film related because I made the rule. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so my first kiss was sophomore, freshman year, something of high school. Uh, I was in band, um, uh, and actually, it's funny. In my little small town high school, the band marching band was the cool place, which is like the opposite of most high schools from what I understand. Yes. Uh, um, but we had a huge marching band for how small our school was. And so, of course, we went to all the football games, which meaning, you know, band buses, band buses, band mm-hmm. bus trips. Boy, howdy, did stuff happen on those band buses. Tormances. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, man. Band nerds oh, go man. crazy. Oh, it's, it's surprising. It's all the pent up. I don't know what. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, there is this girl. Um, I, I will not name her. <laughs> don't want to get I, I've decided I don't want to name her. Mm. Um, uh, <laughs> anyway, me and uh, this girl, uh, we had this kind of weird thing. Like we, I, I don't know, we didn't hang out and do a whole lot. Like outside mm. of in band, like we'd talk a little bit. But uh, come Friday nights, like you know. Just on on the band buses, we'd, 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 you know, <laughs> just sit together and we'd cuddle and stuff. Um, I'd never kiss anybody. Anyway, after a, a few weeks of this, and just pretty much only Friday relationships. Outside of Fridays, <laughs> we didn't really do anything, uh, which is terrible because, no, we Friday saw each other. It was a small school. I mean, she was uh, a little bit older than me. Um, Fridays with benefits. Yes, Fridays with Friday. benefits. Friday. That's fact. That's what I'm gonna call her. I'm gonna call her Friday girl. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> so Friday girl. 
uh, and I had this thing, you know, a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, there's this, you know, one night after a game, we're driving back. Uh, it's late. The lights are out on the bus. Almost everybody's asleep. There, it's dead quiet, as quiet as a bus can be. That's <laughs> driving down a country road 80 miles an hour. Um, anyway, but we're like, you know, cuddling. Our faces are close. I'm thinking in my head, like, man, they were kissing me, but I want more. Like, I feel like this is it. Like, you know, our faces are on, like, you know, <laughs> clothes and stuff. And like, okay, what do I do? And so uh, I I decided I I need to say out loud, hey. <laughs> I like where this is going already. <laughs> hey, can I steal a kiss from you? <laughs> and she goes, okay. And so we kissed. And just, you know, a little bit, you know, there wasn't like making out. I, w- I wasn't ready for that level <laughs> oh, just yet. Just I, I, I had a, had to earn some experience points. And uh, anyway, um, so we did some kissing and then cuddling, kissed like a little bit more. And that was it. And then, and then soon thereafter, we got back to the high school and went home. And that was the end of it uh, for Friday. Um, and then Monday, you know, weekend happens. I, I, I mean, I didn't even have a cell phone back then. This is. Oh, that's so yeah, I'm so yeah. Back from me and Matt and I are so old. There was you know there weren't Ancient. cell phones for yeah. yeah there wasn't nope. that anyway. Texting yeah. It's a whole other. Um. Thing. Anyway, um, Monday rolls around, mm. and uh, I'm in you know that early morning like homeroom class where you don't do anything, and I'm just sitting there not doing anything. When uh, all of a sudden uh, a mutual friend that Freddie girl and I have a uh, friend, uh, she sticks her her head in. She's like, hey, Weston, I come here. I'm like, okay. And so I get up, and uh, I go outside, and she's friend is there with with the Friday girl. I'm like, hey, Weston, just so you know, like, you might want to be on the lookout for John. I'm like, John. I <laughs> what? Why? Oh. I say, well, well, John is kind of my boyfriend he's monday oh. through thursday yes <laughs> he's monday through thursday oh i'm God, friday. friday wow thank you matt lucky lucky yeah uh and so i'm like oh okay that's nice uh thankfully i did not know who john was because if i had have known i would have wet myself because he had like arms like this big around I mean, they're not that much. I don't know. But anyway, he was he was a stacked fellow who I was told was very, very ready to knock my lights out. Um, uh, anyway, but they only stopped him because, they, you know, they convinced him. Well, because it was the truth, uh, but convinced him that I had no idea that there was a gun. There was consent. Um, yeah, there was consent. Uh, and I discovered I was the third guy she had cheated with. On John, so he's only Monday John's through Tuesday. Then. I guess Monday through Tuesday. Monday someone else is Wednesday. Saturday, someone else is Thursday. <laughs> I get Friday. So, so yeah, uh, that was my first kiss experience. Uh, it was not as glamorous. Um, yeah, uh, I think the only people that saw was actually my cousin across the aisle. She woke up apparently just in time uh, to see me kissing uh, this person, oh, and she likes to remind me of that often. Anyway. <laughs> Um, I don't know, but it, I think being in front of the camera makes it sound glamorous, but really it's just 
awkward. Yeah. Yeah. It's just you got thirty like, people I watching you. I just met you. You just met me. Also, you're like way older than me. I had just barely turned eighteen, so it was oh, barely man. legal for me to do that scene. Like by a week. I oh. oh, that's funny. Is it really legal? I guess it. W- I guess it would be. I guess it would be. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No. No profile. So no. With that. Uh, uh. Anyway. Uh. So yeah. Wonderful. Thank you uh, for your time, though. Of course. Um, Thanks for having me. Uh, everybody, thank you for listening. Especially thank you for watching. Remember, like and subscribe, leave a review, and things. Um, again, uh, you can talk to us on Twitter using the hashtag CF podcast, or you can hit me up personally on Twitter through, uh, with at Weston underscore cross. Oh yeah, here we go. That's right. Yep. We're going to put it right here, right here. We're going to do that every week. Uh, Right here. Mine's right here. No, we're using it right here. here. I'm the one who edits it. So it's going to be right here. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, and, and Monica, uh, well, you don't have one. You have Twitter, or, it, no. or you can plug oh, your I Instagram. Do. I, I, oh, okay. I was like, oh no, I don't no, no, have no. no! He's putting our the Instagram. Our handles. Yeah, we're gonna. YouTube. Yeah. I and have post. a Twitter, but I can't. I cannot do that. Mm-hmm. Props to you for keeping that. Nobody. I, I don't know why I do it. I mean, it's I kind of only do it because nobody. You people, those you know, <laughs> those few of you who are actually watching or listening, the three of you, I yeah, all three of you, probably uh, like uh, I know, for, like I've had one person, one person who wasn't on. I don't take that back. Nope, Abby. Uh, everybody, everybody who's ever used the hashtag have only been people that have used this. So homework dang assignment, you people, homework assignment. <gasps> Send. Weston I'm, a I'm tweet using, I'm using this Twitter week. for this is the only reason I even use Twitter. Uh, also because I link it to Facebook. That's it's nice true. I can do like a quick status update. Yeah. Or share. You're smart. I'm just lazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, oh, please you. <laughs> lazy when lazy. it comes to Twitter. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, but anything else you want to plug? Instagram. Uh, my Instagram. I mean, Monica Moore Smith. Everything's Monica Moore Smith. So my Facebook and my YouTube is just my name. Moore is spelled with two O's because it's my middle name. It's not the word more. So it's more, more. More. Yeah. More. That's, I think that's more it. More O's. Just check out my YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Mm. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be putting all of her stuff in the um, description videos. doohickey. So. Um, so, yeah, definitely check out her videos. They're pretty dang yes. awesome. Uh, anyway, that's it. Thank you, everybody. Have a fantastic day. Band nerds, man. Band nerds.